Are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What's good? It's your girl Janan right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports. We also discuss the issues. That's around the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes, how they got started in the game and where they are now. So what's good, everybody? Yo, yo, yo. So as always, so happy to be here today. Um, Have had a pretty productive day so far. You know, woke up pretty early, uh, went to the gym, just came back from the gym. And actually, some interesting things happened at the gym that I thought... I might just tell you guys because, you know, there's some lesson um, hidden behind it or, you know, OK, I'm just I'm just going to tell you. So today I was at the gym and uh, so first I started boxing and I think I did seven rounds of boxing and just I went just really, really hardcore, obviously, because, you know, you know how I am. And after boxing, I just went to the actual gym to do some weightlifting and whatnot. And, you know, because I've been boxing, you know, I've been um, hearing a lot of um, things about how you have to strengthen your neck muscles and whatnot. And, um, you know, usually I do work on my neck muscles, but I just do, um, you know, the, the bridges that wrestlers do on the ground. And so with that, you know, that I that has just by, by itself strengthened the, the muscles of my neck. So my neck is pretty, pretty, um, you know, worked worked out, you could say. It's not like I've never actually trained my neck muscles. And so today at the gym, while I was doing some weightlifting, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to try to actually lift weights with my neck. Now, you will say, how would you do that? Well, I basically, because I've actually seen this, so I've actually seen some UFC fighters do this, and I know that there's a special... Um, you could say a band or something that you attach a a plate, a weight plate to it. And with that, you have to basically lift your neck. So in whatever direction, it could be uh, sideways or it could be up and down or, you know, down and up. And so with that, you just um, do some weightlifting with your neck, right? And today at the gym, I tried doing that by basically coming up with my own um, uh, equipment you could say so I basically took a uh, you know one of those belts that you have to wear when you're deadlifting so I took one of those and to that I attached a plate a weight plate and I you know it just uh, it was just working out fine and I was just going at it obviously because I'm just too hardcore <laughs> and I was just going at it man and so uh, you know a staff a gym staff just comes up to me and says yo okay you sure that you're doing this right are you sure are you trying to work out your abs or what and I said listen man listen you don't tell the champ what to do and what not to do I worked this I've done this before 
before. My neck muscles are, are made of steel and I know what I'm doing. And I told them that I'm a boxer and that I know what I'm doing. And then they actually understood what I was trying to say and they were just so shocked. And uh, okay, anyway, so the moral of the story, I guess, is that don't, if you, okay, if you know what you're doing, in whatever path of life that you're in, if you for sure know what, you, know what you're doing and are just so confident in yourself and you know that you you will be successful at the end of the path, at the end of the day, don't ever let anybody tell you anything otherwise, okay? If you know what you're doing and also, you okay, you know that you're working really, really hard and you're putting so much effort into your task when other people actually take time out of their day to come to you and tell you, yo, are you sure you're okay? Because it looks like you're actually overworking yourself. And when you reach that point, you actually realize that you're, you know, you've achieved that, um, you know, the end of the spectrum, you could say, of um, uh, working hard, if that makes sense. And so, with these two things in life, if you actually pay attention to those two things, then I will promise you, by the end of the day, whatever you're trying to accomplish, you will have no regrets whether or not you will, you, you're you going to be um, uh, coming out successful or if for whatever reason you fail. But at the end of the day, when you know that you've worked your hardest and that you knew what you were doing for sure and you had so much trust in, in yourself, then there is no reason that you should be blaming yourself at the end of the day if for whatever reason you fail or, you know, just um, overthinking stuff when even when you're successful. So, you know, I, I know some of you guys out there are just saying, man, Janana's is just ranting again and what the, what on earth is she talking about? But you know what I'm saying? That's just the champ mentality. And I would definitely encourage everybody to... Um, you know, hold up to these set of uh, values, these, um, you could say, champ mentality values and the champ um, <laughs> ideology. You could say, let's go, champ, let's go. Yeah. So, yeah, that's um, the daily dose of motivation, I guess, that I have for you guys. And, uh, I mean, just just try it, man. It's going to work out at the end of the day, whether you, you're going to be successful or not. So, yeah, just give it a try. Anyways, so uh, what do we actually have lined up for today? So this upcoming weekend, y'all, we have UFC 218 in Detroit, Michigan. Holla. And, of course, it's going to be headlined by a championship bout between, uh, you know, for the featherweight championship belt. We, we're going to be having a bout between the champion, the current champion, Max Holloway, and the former champion, Jose Aldo. So that's going to be the main event of the evening. And then we're going to be having a heavyweight bout for the co-main event between Alistair Overeem, the legendary Alistair Overeem, and the UFC prospect, the guy that has been on the rise and has been showing nothing but power and strength and um, so much danger. And I'm talking about Francis and Ganu. So those guys are going to be uh, not talking. Those, well, yeah, talking, I guess, trash talking. They're going to be fighting each other on Saturday night in Detroit, Michigan. And not only that, there's so many other phenomenal fights on the main card of this um, uh, uh, of this fight card. And um, we're definitely going to be breaking down those fights 
Of course, this is TKO, y'all. If we do not break down a single fight on TKO, then what are we even doing here, okay? So we're going to be breaking down those fights. And what else? Well, maybe we'll just um, preview some of the, or yeah, preview some of the fights that happened over this weekend. Uh, some of the boxing fights, some of the MMA fights. And yeah, man, so that's all we have lined up for today. You know, I really wanted to just focus on this UFC 218 um, thing because... Um, you know, I really want to uh, put uh, talk about them in so much detail. And so because of that, that's pretty much, you know, the main thing that I'm going to be talking about today, plus some other minor things that I'm going to be talking about today. And uh, in a few minutes, you will figure out what those things are. Anyway, so what are we waiting for? Let's get started. And actually, before we get started, um, I just wanted to say this one last thing. So uh, over this past week, actually, we lost another... Um, another fighter, another young prospect. And um, yes, I'm talking about Cesar Diaz, who just turned um, into a professional uh, boxer. And he was only a year older than me. He was only 20 years old. And um, unfortunately, we lost him um, in a car accident. And um, it's just so sad to, you know, keep hearing about the, the, the death and the passing of such young fighters. And, you know, on our previous episode, too, I talked about another another um, uh, fighter, a Muay Thai fighter who passed away during um, her weight loss. And now this week we lost another prospect, another boxing prospect who was Cesar Diaz. So again, I just want to send my condolences to Cesar's family and um, man, that's just so sad. But I just want to bring this uh, bring this up here on TKO so that we can, um, you know, uh, keep keep Cesar in our thoughts and prayers. And uh, Cesar, if you're listening to this, this one is dedicated to you. This episode is dedicated to you, my man. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, so let's talk about the fights that happened over this past weekend. So. I want to talk about the boxing fight that happened between um, Shabransky, uh, Yacheslav Shabransky, and um, uh, uh, not Klitschko. Man, I always confuse this guy with the Vladimir Klitschko. No, not Klitschko. Uh, uh, man, oh my God. Okay, so I know he's fought Andre Ward. Okay, I need a cue. Okay, Kovalev. Oh my goodness. Wow. I, I, man, my brain has been. Go- Okay, Kovalev, Sergey Kovalev. I'm so sorry that I um, had so much difficulty remembering his name, but Kovalev is actually one of my favorite fighters in the in the light heavyweight division in boxing. <laughs> actually, I don't know why I just forgot his name. Anyway, so Sergey Kovalev fought uh, Yacheslav Shabransky, and the fight was actually phenomenal. When you actually looked at um, Shabransky, you would be reminded of the guy who fought Rocky Balboa in Rocky Three, I think it was. The yeah, uh, the guy that had pretty much no expression on his face and um, you know just um, knocked out Apollo Creed in the movie and pretty much killed him because he looked so deadly and um, pretty much had no expression on his face. So Shabransky actually reminded me of that guy. I mean, I have nothing against Shabransky, but he just looks super confident and relaxed. And, um, you know, that was just what made him look so dangerous before the fight. And then uh, Sergey Kovalev comes in he kind of has that um, anxious um, face on. I mean, it makes sense because for his past two fights, for the for his past two fights, he's lost back to back. He he has had back to back losses. Uh, one guy, Andre Ward, 
And now Andre Ward has retired and his belts are up for grabs. But this one, actually on that night, it was a WBO belt that was on the line. And um, I mean, yeah, he, he definitely has the right to be nervous. And, uh, you know, if he I'm not going to spoil the results, but if he did lose the fight, if he would have lost the fight, Sergey Kovalev would have had to actually retire from boxing forever because of, um, you know, how you could say embarrassing those losses were to Andre Ward, even though personally, I told you guys before too, personally, I thought that those, um, the decisions that uh, the, the judges had for those fights between, uh, for the two fights that Andre Ward and Sergey Kovalev had, for those two fights, I definitely did not agree with the decision, but I mean, it is what it is. At the end of the day, they, they uh, you know, uh, Sergey Kovalev was defeated. And those were the only two losses on his professional career ever. And so if, if you have one more loss, then you're, you're, that's going to be the end of your career forever and um so it was just super super important for Sergey Kovalev to you know get his mind together and um you know even though he was nervous but it was just so important for him to actually control his emotions anyway so the fight starts and it's actually a pretty interesting fight because we see the old Sergey Kovalev in the ring and um, he's just throwing the the same old powerful punches. We hadn't really seen that from Ser- Sergey Kovalev, especially the last time that he was fighting when he was fighting Andre Ward. Sergey Kovalev in this fight, in this specific fight, he just looked super loose and uh, yes, even though I just said that he did look a bit anxious and nervous, but he just seemed like, okay, this is this is the only chance that I have, so I have to let go and just go at it, man, and just let let the beast loose, pretty much. And that's pretty much what he was doing. He he just looked super relaxed. He wasn't uh, being cautious of his moves. He was just um, letting the punches flow in, and he wasn't really holding back on on the power of his punches. He really seemed like he wanted to go for a finish because he just wanted a definitive. Um, um, you know, result in the end because for his past two fights against Andre Ward, he let the fights actually go to uh, decision. And so because of that, you know, I definitely get where he's coming from. He doesn't really want to put the put the results in the hands of the judges. He wants to uh, give everybody a definitive answer that uh, that he is is a competent uh, professional boxer and that he deserves to be a champion okay and so because of that he wasn't really holding back on anything and he was just going at it and i think in the first round he knocked down um uh, shabransky about three times and actually i was i was a bit shocked because usually in boxing when you're get, when you're knocked down at you know at max if you're knocked down three times, then the fight is over. But I just didn't understand why the the referee didn't stop the fight because uh, Shabransky kept uh, getting knocked down, but the fight wouldn't be stopped. And um, yeah, they would just continue fighting after that. It was it was a bit weird, especially uh, from my perspective because that's what I've been told all my I my all my life when it comes to boxing. When you get knocked down three times, then the fight is over. But anyway. Uh, that just didn't happen. So the first round passed with um, uh, obviously Sergey Kovalev being the dominator, the, the complete dominator in the fight after having knocked down uh, Shabransky about three times. And, um, you know, he, he looked um, in a really, he looked 
he looked to be in a really good place in terms of his mood and uh, you know how uh, happy it was about his um, performance so i give him props for that and i mean i would be too if i knocked down the guy about three times the guy that everybody said is so dangerous and um even when you look at him he looks just super dangerous but when you when you knock him down three times in the very first round that means you have a very high chance of actually winning the fight soon and uh, yeah very 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 soon and actually as a matter of fact in the very uh, yeah, so the first round passed, and then the second round, again, uh, Sergey Kovalev kept knocking down Shabransky, and uh, this time around, I would say uh, about, yeah, it, it was like three or four times again, and then the referee just jumps in, and um, he just stops the fight because it's just getting so ridiculous because Shabransky is just getting knocked down, and... Um, Sergey Kovalev is just um, being the complete, complete dominator. So there's no point in comp- in uh, continuing this fight. And so the referee stops the fight. And lo and behold, Sergey Kovalev is the champion again for the WBO belt. And I couldn't be any any prouder uh, of um, Sergey Kovalev. But again, shout out to Shebransky for just um, holding up to uh you know just holding up to his values and um you know just holding in there i know sergey kovalev is a really really hard puncher and the fact that he didn't really get knocked out is, is a phenomenal thing so shout out to shabransky for hanging in there and um just uh, bearing with um sergey kovalev you know that definitely doesn't take anything away from um shabransky's um competency as a fighter and um, his talent and skills that definitely doesn't take anything away from those things so again shout out to Shabransky and also a bigger shout out to my man Sergey Kovalev man he he definitely showed the entire world that yes even though he was defeated by Andre Ward who many regard as one of the greatest boxers of her of her time of the modern era especially in the light heavyweight division he showed everybody that Listen, man, Andre Ward is gone now. He's retired now. You know, I'm the captain now. <laughs> if you get my reference, I'm the champion now. Now everybody has to respect me. And um, I. Uh, this is how I am. I, I, I have powerful punches. This is how strong of a boxer that I am. So just behold my, my power and glory. That was pretty much... Uh, know what i what i took away from uh, the way he was fighting because he was just so being super dominant and powerful and um yeah shout out to him so that was a pretty fun uh, fight to watch and i really enjoyed it i think there's another boxing um uh, fight card coming up this upcoming weekend but again i'm pretty sure there is one but i'm not sure about the time and things like that but definitely just um make sure that you check all the uh, available available um pay-per-views and um just check to see if there's any any cool boxing cards uh, going on this upcoming weekend you know on saturday mostly they will be on saturday but besides that this upcoming weekend y'all we have ufc 218 coming up it's gonna be happening in detroit michigan and man this fight uh, this entire fight card is phenomenal because you know uh, when you have the um 
the uh, the entire main card packed with that phenomenal bouts that you know that it's going to be one of those memorable fight cards and one of those um, fight cards that you're going to be talking about for weeks and weeks to come. So actually, okay, so on Friday nights, um, uh, you know, we're going to be having a prelude, you could say, of this um, uh, fight card. So uh, we're going to be having the finale of uh, of this season's uh, uh, of um, yeah so the last season that the ultimate fighter the show the ultimate fighter has had they're going to be having their finale on Friday night and we don't actually know who's going to be fighting who uh, you know uh, uh, we, we'll probably figure out after watching the last episode um, on uh, Wednesday I think so after that then we're going to be figuring out who's going to be fighting who who are the finalists and uh, who's going to be fighting on the finale of the ultimate fighter so that's going to be happening on friday night and then on saturday night we're going to be going all the way to detroit and we're going to be having this phenomenal fight card so what are we waiting for let's start breaking down some fights y'all okay so beginning the fight card beginning the main card actually it's going to be a phenomenal fight between michelle watterson and Tisha Torres in the women's um, strawweight division. So, oh, this fight is going to be phenomenal because Tisha, okay, Tisha Torres is actually called, uh, her nickname is the Tiny Tornado. And so, you know, just from that, I can actually understand how fast and powerful of a puncher and a striker Tisha Torres is. And man, just, um, oh, this fight is going to be phenomenal. I keep saying that because it is actually going to be a phenomenal fight. I mean, Michelle Watterson is one of the most talented fighters in the strawweight division in the UFC and, um, and you know, just overall in um, women's MMA. And actually, she was she was doing pretty well until she got defeated by the current champion, um, Rose Namajunas. But this was obviously before Rose Namajunas was um, crowned as the new UFC strawweight champion. But, you know, when you I mean, let's not uh, give Michelle any grief for that, because Michelle is actually a pretty powerful fighter and she has so much talent and her background is in karate. And um, this fight is going to be a very interesting one to f- uh, to watch because both uh, both uh, ladies are actually strong strikers. But in this case, Tisha Torres, her um, her wrestling is also pretty good. And so I'm just curious to see if Tisha Torres is going to start grappling with Michelle Watterson and possibly take her to the ground. That's going to be pretty interesting if that happens. But if the if both fighters decided uh, decide to just go with their striking, then we're definitely going to um, see the fight go to uh, the full the full three rounds. But Okay, if if Tisha Torres wants to be successful in this fight, she has to, I would definitely say she has to either finish Michelle Watterson through punches or if she wants to take the long route, she can just um, start grappling with uh, Michelle Watterson and possibly just, um, you know, scramble with her on the ground and try to tire her out that way and potentially go for a submission if possible. And for Michelle Watterson to uh, be dominant in this fight, she needs to utilize her striking and um, especially her kicks she needs to utilize that and just uh, just go with full-on power during the first few rounds in the first few minutes because those are the most essential um, minutes of the entire fight 
especially for Michelle Waterston, if she wants to uh, finish up the fight just right there and then, then I would say that's that's the way to go for Michelle Waterston. But overall, again, this fight is phenomenal, and I would—I mean, what a great way to start up this uh, main card of UFC 218. So definitely watch this fight. And what else? Oh, so the next fight on this card is a fight between the Ultimate Fighter coaches Eddie Alvarez and Justin Gaethje. So yeah, obviously their their students are going to be fighting the night before. We don't know who's going to be fighting who, but anyway, you know, as as the tradition is, the Ultimate Fighter coaches usually fight each other, and here we are. Uh, Eddie Alvarez is fighting Justin Gaethje. Eddie Alvarez, of course, the former lightweight champion at the UFC. Um, I mean, he was recently defeated by Conor McGregor, but again, let's not give him any grief for that because we're talking about Conor McGregor and Eddie Alvarez. Man, he's been in the game for way, way too long. And he's been doing this for about two decades now. And um, he's just so good when it comes to just brawling with his opponents and um, just hanging in there. And, um, you know, his power doesn't really um, decline over time. So that's one of the biggest advantages that Eddie Alvarez has. And Justin Gaethje, too, man. I mean, he just came uh, came to the UFC but I mean, as of as of now, he's actually undefeated. He's had 18 wins and no losses at all. And so, because of that, I would say Justin Gaethje is definitely. I would say Justin Gaethje is even more dangerous than Conor McGregor when it comes to facing um, Eddie Alvarez. So uh, Eddie Alvarez definitely needs to um, uh, focus on how um, he's going to be planning this fight against Justin Gaethje. He needs to be fighting smart. But at the same time, I would say, okay, if he, Eddie Alvarez is a phenomenal fighter, but one thing that he usually has uh, weakness in is his mentality. So I feel like in his last fight against Conor McGregor, the main reason that he lost, I mean, he had all the physicality and all the, all the talent and the skills built up in him, but one thing that defeated him... One thing that really um, declined his performance was his mentality because in his mind, he thought that he wasn't going to defeat Conor McGregor. But if in this case, if Eddie Alvarez really reassures himself that he's going to be winning over Justin Gaethje, even though Justin Gaethje is a, is a very dangerous opponent, then I would say Eddie Alvarez is going to be having such a great fight against um, Justin Gaethje because... You know, if he, if he strengthens um, his mentality and the and brings up his confidence in this fight, then I would say, I mean, he has everything that he needs for this fight to win. So, yeah, in that case, he's going to definitely win this fight. And for Justin Gaethje, I would just say he needs to be his uh, his usual usual self and just go out there, just strike with Eddie. I mean, there's no uh, weaknesses that I can possibly think of when it comes to Justin Gaethje's um, um, fighting style. But I would say if he wants to win over Eddie Alvarez, then he needs to overwhelm Eddie and just keep throwing punches from weird angles and to basically just um, surprise Eddie Alvarez and um, yeah, just overwhelm him if he wants to be do- if he wants to be the dominator in this fight. So there's that fight. Oh man, the third last fight of the evening we have. This fight is going to be in the in the flyweight division for for men's MMA, and this fight is going to be between Henry Cejudo and um, Sergio Pettis. This fight is going to be amazing again because when we're talking about the flyweight division, obviously the fighter is going to be super super fast. They're going to be striking super fast, and uh, their their power is also there. Okay, so Henry Cejudo, he's had he's challenged the current champion at flyweight Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson many times, 
And um, he's actually, uh, he used to uh, wrestle for Team USA in the Olympics, and he's a medalist, actually. And so his wrestling is phenomenal. Sergio Pettis, his striking is phenomenal. And um, he's really, his endurance is really on point. And so for, I would say for this fight, for Henry Cejudo to be successful, he needs to utilize his wrestling, of course, and try to go for a submission, possibly. For Sergio Pettis to be successful, he needs to strike with Henry Cejudo and try to over overwhelm him that way. Okay, I think we're running out of time, man. Oh, no. How did this happen? So uh, let's move on to the Colwyn event of the evening. So... Francis Ngannou, Alistair Overeem. Man, just thinking about this fight just gives me goosebumps because this is just a battle of titans. And uh, both guys are phenomenal strikers, especially, especially Francis Ngannou. Francis has only had one loss, but all the fights that he's had in the UFC, he's never lost. So I feel like it, Francis Ngannou, uh, you know, if he potentially wins this fight, then he's going to get a title shot against the heavyweight champion. And in this case, I would say, uh, I mean, Alistair Overeem is a striker. He's a phenomenal kickboxer. He's one of the most technical guys in the entire UFC. So for I would say this fight is not going to be a, a battle of uh, grappling. I would say both guys will definitely go for, uh, for, for striking. And so this is going to be pretty much a kickboxing fight. And I would say this fight is not going to last that long and that... One guy is going to be knocked out very soon uh, towards the beginning of the of the of the fight. So, yeah, what else can get uh, more exciting than that? Huh? Huh? Tell me. Huh? Okay, anyway, <laughs> so moving on to the main event of the evening, of course, Jose Aldo versus Max Holloway. This is a rematch between these two guys. Max Holloway defeated Jose Aldo the last time he fought uh, and got the belt from him. And now Jose Aldo is um, trying to challenge him and take the belt back away from him. And so this fight is phenomenal. I mean, is Jose Aldo going to be the same Jose Aldo that we've seen in the past? Or is he has his uh, performance decline? We don't know until we actually watch this fight. And Max Holloway is always, always prepared to fight against anybody so for that reason do not miss this fight watch this fight on saturday night watch this entire fight card on saturday night and man i know we ran out of time but i'm sorry that we couldn't get any in in, in more detail uh for for the fights but i i'm sorry i tried my best and unfortunately that's all the time we're gonna have for this week make sure you go to cfru.ca to catch up with TKO. And until next time, everybody, it's your girl Janon right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.